0: What do you think? I think
1: we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I find a final process of business. you dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James.
0: I'm Chelsea, and we're boyfriend and girlfriend, and we like to get scared together. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Today,
0: I have a game that we're going to play that was actually inspired by an email I got from Christian Glosner, And he gave me the idea to do a little game where you have to guess the horror movies based on the reviews it got when it came out. Okay. So, you know, famously, a lot of horror movies like The Shining, I think, is one a lot of people think of, you know, as a movie that is a classic now, but got kind of shitty reviews when it first came out. Mm-hmm. So when I was putting this episode together, the reviews of one person in particular, stood out to me as working especially well for this. I'm tweaking Christian's original idea a little bit. And we're going to do reviews that are all by one person. And
1: Who's that one person?
0: That person is Roger Ebert. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So Roger Ebert and horror have a famously complicated relationship. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great.
1: No, because I remember, you know, uh, horror films were the first kind of films that I got really into. And I would always hear about and read Roger Ebert's opinions on them and be like, who the fuck is this guy? He just hates everything. And then later, you know, you, you learn more about other films. I go to film school. We learned about film criticism as an art into of itself. And I've come to really appreciate Roger Ebert. But, yeah, it's a complicated relationship.
0: Yeah. So, you know, if you ask a lot of horror fans about Roger Ebert, they, many or most, would say, oh, that guy hates horror. And this image of him hating horror probably has its origins with a specific episode of At the Movies, hosted by Siskel and Ebert. If you are really young or don't know about Siskel and Ebert, they had a show where they would review new releases.
1: Yeah. So it was Siskel and Ebert, and then Siskel died. Yeah. And it became Ebert and and Roper. And and then... Ebert died yeah. Roper still around
0: believe so yes
1: okay I just re- you know what my association with Siskel and Ebert is it's a uh, celebrity death match the claymation <laughs> MTV show where people fought I remember them like tag teaming I think and they I think their thumbs got broken off that's because it was a very gory
0: show yeah yeah <laughs> I bet they loved that <laughs> 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 so they so normally you know they would review new releases that are out in theaters but this episode specifically this was a very special episode where they didn't review any new releases and rather they dedicated the entire show to talking about the slasher genre of horror films. So this, this episode was in 1980. So this is... The episode
1: came out in 1980? What? 1980, yeah. Slashers were so young. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. I thought this would be like an 86, maybe even an 88. Mm-mm. Holy shit. Yep,
0: 1980. Because they're so what it is is they they the premise of the episode is that they've noticed this new trend in horror, and they specifically cite the past two years.
1: To begin with, one of the things these so-called women in danger films all have in common is that they portray women as helpless victims. And after you've sat through a dozen or so of these films, as Jean or I, Jean and I, have unfortunately had to, they all fall into the same pattern: a woman or a young girl is shown alone, isolated, and defenseless. And then come suspense-building scenes where the girl thinks she's about to be attacked, but she isn't. And then, just when you think everything's going to be okay and nothing's going to happen, a crazy killer springs out of the shadows and attacks her. And frequently, the killer sadistically threatens the victim before he strikes.
0: This episode has both of the hosts, Cicel and Eber, unanimously condemning this specific kind of horror film and how they find slashers to be rooted In a deep hatred of women, both demonstrated in the makers of the films and the audiences consuming them. So, for example, Ebert talks about going to see a movie where the audience is kind of cheering on the killers. And he kind of argues, you know, we've talked about this before, that the movies put you in the POV of the killer. They encourage you to see through the eyes of the killer. And this, you know, I think it's important to point out, is years before Carol Clover writes her essay about the final girl. So you know they're not taking that into consideration because that trope wasn't a thing yet yeah you know
1: uh what are some of the movies they said by name
0: i have a list okay so the some of the slashers that the host list as belonging to this vulgar subgenre are prom night don't go in the house the howling terror train the boogeyman he knows you're alone motel hell Phobia, Mother's Day, Schizoid, Silent Scream, and I Spit on Your Grave.
1: See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude, is that uh, so many people nowadays... Uh, especially among our audience, they like buck against this idea that horror movies are sexist or slashers are sexist or hate women. And especially like I've said a lot of times on this podcast before, a lot of my kill counts go into the demographics of the kills and usually more guys than women are killed. So people are like, it's bullshit that they have this reputation. I feel like early 80s, And late 70s had this string of slashers that maybe, just maybe, because I'm not, here's the thing, I'm not familiar with half of that list. Right. Uh, Maybe these movies that came out around that time that developed that relationship were more in, in that vein did have just, like, women victims and seemed more blatantly, like, violent against women. And the reason that, like, now, 30 years later, we say, no, that's a misconception, is simply because so many of those didn't stay with the times and aren't, like, notable anymore. Because I don't recognize half of those. Yeah. And of the half that I do recognize, I haven't seen some. I haven't seen Terror Train. I haven't seen Mother's Day yet. uh And, yeah, I wonder if it's just, like the good ones rose to the
0: top top and and the other ones we kind of forget about because some of the you know it's it's funny because some of the clips their their outrage seems very dated Mm -hmm. they show a clip from uh when a stranger calls the original and it's so benign you watch it now and it's like i don't understand what they're so angry about Mm -hmm. then they show other clips and I, i forget uh, what it was, but it was it was really gratuitous, and I totally understood what they were talking about. So it's you know it's complicated. Yeah. They definitely make some really good points, and they they talk a little bit about. And this is um something other horror scholars have pointed out, and it's why often you know some people hate the '80s in terms of horror, and they're not into it, is because they do feel like a backlash against the women's movement. At yeah. least that's what they posit, and you can totally disagree with them and think that doesn't make any sense. That's fine. You know, this is all just opinion. Uh, But yeah. And so, but they do clarify that there are movies that they, that are slashers and that they feel don't, do you know they don't have the toxic elements that they think these other movies have and one they keep mentioning is halloween Mm -hmm. and what they think happened is maybe people took the wrong things from halloween people saw halloween and it's great but they took maybe the wrong things they thought the wrong things in it were interesting and they make all these kind of shitty gratuitous movies okay yeah but i think that episode of their show is a big reason why people associate Roger Ebert as someone who just hates horror, period, mm-hmm. which he doesn't. I mean, he has very specific things that he likes about horror. He's just – he's a critic. What do you – you know, if, if someone likes all horror movies, then they're not much of a film critic, you yeah. know? They, I, I
1: still feel as though he was unjustly harsh on the sure. genre. For yeah. sure. And for- in the same way that, like uh, like, a lot of people will – Say that they don't trust Rotten Tomato scores because they're like, whatever, it's just the critics. I, for one, usually trust Rotten Tomato scores. I I tend to for like dramas and for like most movies. I tend, and that's just because like we're snobs, we're film snobs. Yeah, we went to film school. (laughs) We we watch films like critically, so I tend to agree with those snobbish film critics on the Rotten Tomato scores, except in terms of horror movies. If a horror movie has like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like, that might be a great fucking horror movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: so, uh yeah, critics, I think, in general, have just this thing against it. Hopefully it's changing now a little bit, maybe.
0: Yeah, uh, I think you'll be surprised at ones that he likes. Okay. I had so much fun putting this together, because some of these are like dude what <laughs> what are we doing man <laughs> and, and you
1: you uh, specifically personally really liked Roger Ebert right? yeah. I remember when he passed you were, I was you really were sad. sad I
0: just think that you know he's someone where his film criticism and film analysis was its own separate thing from whatever movie he was reviewing like they kind of elevated themselves to being really great written pieces that are just kind of their own like
1: their own art form yeah Yeah. exactly
0: and i think you know maybe we're missing a little bit of that now and
1: yeah and i remember learning about that in college about how like some film critics you know like yeah they're reviewing something but they're also writing something they're also creating something that you know it's commentary on something but it's a art form created in and of itself, sound familiar? Kill count. It's, it's, you know, just because something is commenting on something doesn't mean that it can't have its own merit as an art form. And I know uh, Pauline Kale, is that how you say it? Yeah, that, she was always brought up in film school. And I remember reading her reviews and being like, yeah, these are like just well-written things yeah. that are enjoyable to read, whether or not I agree with the the outcome and final uh, analysis of the film.
0: Yeah, Pauline Kale, I think, is someone who will make an appearance on, the, you know, we'll talk about her. Yeah. At some point in the future. I don't know, because there's there's some reviews, you know, and there are movies that I have on this list where I like the movie that he's giving a shitty review, but I found the review itself so enjoyable. And that's fine. That's a healthy relationship to have <laughs> with someone who you disagree with. Yeah. I think, you know, we could all use a little more of that and maybe learn something from Roger Ebert. So, however, <laughs> you may be surprised to learn that Roger Ebert co-wrote a movie that ultimately <laughs> it does turn into kind of a slasher in the end and it's one of my all-time it's
1: also like a favorite. softcore porn it is <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's gratuitous yeah. yes it's
0: one of my all-time favorites uh Beyond the Valley of the Dolls he co-wrote yeah. with Russ Meyer who was famous for making sexploitation movies yeah. And it's a satire of the film Valley of the Dolls. And it basically, it just parodies late 60s Hollywood and show business. I think it was made It's early 70s. I don't have the year written down. It's
1: ridiculous. I've only seen it once. I made made you watch
0: it. I own it. It's wonderful. When I'm
1: with you, Pussycat, who needs grass? You'd have to see it to believe it. Of course, I nearly choked.
0: It's just out of control we it's super weird tons of nudity tons of sex tons of violence during the third act it's a v- very thinly veiled allusion to the tate murders which were like a couple years before they filmed that movie so it's a lot um i haven't
1: i i don't remember it that well could a kill count be done on it with the number oh, of kills in i it? think so really? yeah that'd be hilarious <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah, I'm a little obsessed with it, and it's got one of my favorite movie lines. This is my happening, and it freaks me out. So big recommend, but heads up, it's a hard, it's an NC-17 movie for a reason. Like it's a hard NC-17 movie. <laughs> Uh, You
1: probably just got so many people rushing to go watch it after saying that. Yeah. So the reason I bring... You're welcome, Ebert Estate. Hell yeah.
0: (laughs) So the reason I bring up that movie specifically is to point out that Roger Ebert's not um, a prude. He's not a stuck-up dude who doesn't like fun or isn't into violent movies or movies with nudity. You know, he made one of the most fucked-up movies ever, and... So, he, I'm, I I think I just mentioned that to say, like, he doesn't hate those things. And he's not, you know, some boring, like, stuck-up critic who doesn't like fun <laughs> at the movies. <laughs>
1: oh, you sure? Because you sounded just like him right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you know, even if you completely disagree with all of the points he makes in Women in Danger, which is all on YouTube if you want to watch it, that's special. It's in two parts on YouTube. Um, it's worth watching. And, you know, he... In hindsight, sure it seems dated or maybe a little misguided, but he's still they have well thought out arguments. They're both really eloquent and funny and you know, it's worth watching.
1: Also, for the last few years of his life, didn't he not have his jaw?
0: Yeah. His jaw was
1: removed because of cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And I, I I can I admire that strength of him to uh I think just he was working. On. Yeah, he up worked to the until end. he died. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, even after something so, especially as someone who speaks for, I, I guess, like, you know, he could write his reviews still. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, they had that show and he would speak, and uh, mm-hmm. that must just have been like heartbreaking. A, he's
0: snarky, too. Yeah.
1: I can't imagine, like, losing my ability to, to speak with, with what I do. Yeah. And just that he kept pressing on, man. You got to admire that.
0: Yeah. His wife, too, Chaz. She runs his Twitter, too, now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, yeah. So I think he represents someone who had a really healthy relationship with criticism and the way that, you know, even people whose films that he trashed were honored to be trashed by Roger Ebert. And I think that's a really cool thing. So, all right. That said, do you want to get into some of these reviews? Let's game it up. So I separated these into positive reviews first. Okay. Because the negative ones are a little more fun. And we're going to end with those. Okay. Because those are... Some of those are very surprising. Some of the good ones are surprising, too. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> all right.
1: Do you uh, do you believe that I will know all of these movies? Yes. Okay.
0: I, I picked ones that most people would know that you definitely sure. know. Okay. Here we go. This movie. Oh, and by the way, uh, I replaced words in these excerpts with This movie, so if the title comes up, it's this movie or this director to not, you know, because then it's not a game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here we go. This movie is a tough, bitter little sleeper of a movie that's about four times as good as you'd expect. The director's direction, that's (laughs) that's (laughs) obviously something I had to put in there, never lets us out from under almost unbearable dramatic tension. The acting is unmannered and natural, I guess. There's no posturing. There's a good ear for dialogue and nuance. And there is evil in this movie. Not bloody escapism or a thrill a minute, but a fully developed sense of the vicious natures of the killers. There is no glory in this violence. 3.5 stars.
1: Did he have a four star or a five star?
0: Four. He goes up to four. That's so
1: weird. Uh, I was going to say Amityville Horror until you talked about killers. Also, what what's the the year range of these reviews
0: Mm, i would say Like how
1: late does it go
0: i would say it goes early 70s up to late 2000s
1: damn late 2000s shit
0: yeah you've got a lot
1: that's uh okay uh killers multiple killers maybe i don't think it sounds like scream so let's say uh Last House on the Left. Yeah, Last really? House on the Left. Wow. Yeah, three and a half stars. There you go. There's a movie that is dirty to its core. Holy that shit. I have a hard time watching. I
0: yeah, I've seen that movie once. I don't ever need to see it again. I we met the two of the actors from that, two of the killers from that at Texas Frightmare. I told them, Hey, I've only seen this once. You gave me nightmares, <laughs> and you know, good job. And they were very, very nice, <laughs> very, very nice people. All right. Cool. Yeah. Nice. One, one of my hints was that this movie could be in the Women in Danger episode of Siskel and Ebert.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the thing. If I can't get it, she has I hints, lined hints up on for here. I have hints on here. keep this moving. <laughs> three hints. Okay.
0: I love this review so much. This next one. Okay. Now, listen up, people. I don't want to get any email messages <laughs> from. <laughs> from readers complaining that i gave the movie three stars and so they went to it expecting to have a good time and it was the sickest and most disgusting movie they'd ever seen my review has accurately described the movie and explained why some of you might appreciate it and most of you will not and if you decide to go please don't claim you were uninformed three stars
1: Is <laughs> not texas chainsaw is not it not texas chainsaw okay Give me, give me my first hint.
0: Okay, first hint. The year this movie came out was
1: 2005. Oh, ooh, 2005. That's a nasty area for horror right? movies. Right? Yeah. Ugh, I don't like much of what's coming out then. Damn, what's he... T- Hostel?
0: Not hostile. Saw. Nope.
1: Hostel Do you want another two? hint? Yeah.
0: It's a sequel. Saw Not hostile 2. No, it's not Saw 2. Huh.
1: 2005. It's, that's the, that's that era though. I mean, yeah. It's, don't,
0: it's, don't think torture porn. No. Don't think torture porn.
1: Okay. But it's 2005. <laughs> what else, what the fuck Do else Do you want is your last on? hint? Yeah.
0: It's a cult movie, cult following.
1: A cult following in 2005. And I know it. mm mm-hmm. uh, Have I seen it?
0: I, ooh, I don't know if you have.
1: Ooh, okay. I
0: don't, you know it. I don't know if you've. Seen it,
1: hmm. Hmm. Uh, is it like big budget? No, no,
0: I'm gonna say no. I actually have no idea. I, I'm gonna lean towards no.
1: Damn, 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 damn. Uh, 2005, I don't know, dude.
0: The Devil's Rejects.
1: Oh, he
0: really liked it. Three, yeah. three out of four stars. For okay,
1: I have seen it, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He really liked it. He liked that Rob Zombie movie.
0: Yeah. See, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the positive ones first because, you know, after we spent so much time talking about this weird relationship he has with these movies, some of these are so surprising. I wonder
1: if he liked House of a Thousand Corpses or if he thought that was too much and Devil's Rejects was like a more uh, I think so. Because I
0: don't remember because on the website you can sort reviews by how many stars they have i don't remember seeing house of a thousand corpses on the higher end of
1: okay yeah i mean that one i've watched recently and it was like I just, rob i know what you're trying to do but like rein it in a little bit yeah yeah and i feel yeah. like maybe he does for devil's reject i think
0: that's what a lot of people have said if you know you don't love House of a Thousand Corpses, you'll probably like Devil's Rejects. Better. I wonder
1: if Devil's Rejects is his uh, most well-regarded film, horror film. It might be because, like, I I don't know how much people like the Halloween stuff. I don't know. I feel like all of his movies are very divisive, mm-hmm. but they've definitely got a style to them. Yeah, he's definitely got a vision.
0: All right, ready for this next one? Yeah, it's a slick, scary, funny creature feature. Beautifully photographed and splendidly acted in high adventure style. This film is an example of one of the hardest kinds of films to make well. A superior mass audience entertainment. It has the effects and the thrills, but it also has big laughs, quirky dialogue, and a gruesome imagination. Three and a half stars. Gremlins? Not gremlins.
1: Creature feature, but like with laughs and stuff. So not the thing. I'm guessing it's not Jurassic Park. It's not, not
0: Jurassic Park. I will say big. this is one I, I put on here thinking you might have a harder time guessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, throw me that first hint.
0: The year this movie came out was 1997.
1: 97. The American Godzilla. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's
1: just a huge Broderick fan. What can he say?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I feel like that was 99 anyway. 97. It's not Lost World.
0: No, let me give you the second hint because okay. this might help you. The three and a half star rating is baffling. This is not a well-regarded movie. <laughs> I would say this movie is is often featured on bad movie podcasts.
1: Ooh, shit!
0: It might be. It might be.
1: The you know what kind of the years kind of throw me off because it really narrows down my. I don't know. Uh, are there other hints? Yes, it?
0: this film stars Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube.
1: The Cell?
0: No, no. not The uh, Cell. He actually gave that four stars. I think.
1: Oh, okay. I've mm-hmm. re- I don't think I've seen it. Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube. Is it? Is it like Anaconda? Anaconda. Oh, it is Anaconda. Three and
0: a half stars for Anaconda. Ooh. It's not good.
1: You've seen it? Yes. I've, I've seen never it. seen it. It's
0: not good.
1: I want to see it now.
0: Yeah, John Voight's in it too.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. Shit. We can watch it. Is
1: there a sequel or no?
0: I think, yeah, I think there's a sequel. Damn it. it.
1: I just want a (laughs) one-off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. This British horror thriller recalls grueling, adrenaline-pumping classics like Deliverance, Jaws, Alien, and Dead Calm. It's that good. Finally, a scary movie with teeth, not just blood and entrails. A savage and gripping piece of work that jangles your nerves without leaving your brain hanging. And so, for a change, you emerge feeling energized and exhilarated rather than innervated or merely queasy. Four stars.
1: Amityville? No. That's probably not British. British? Uh, 28 Days Later? Mm Mm-mm. I feel like it's probably earlier than that, year-wise. Do you want the year? Yeah.
0: 2006.
1: Oh, it's not. Okay. Uh,
0: The Descent. The Descent. It is The Descent. Four stars. I love The Descent. I love it too. Four stars? That was my second hint is it's a movie we both love. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a genuinely scary-ass movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Love that damn movie. Yeah. like that. And so comparing it favorably to... Uh, I mean, just comparing it to, I heard, Alien. Jaws, so, Alien. So he liked Alien, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think Alien. So if you go
0: on Roger Ebert's website um, and, you, and you're looking at a list of all the reviews, there's some movies that, so some movies he gives four stars, and then some movies he gives four stars, and there's a little, like, great movie stamp next to it that's basically like, this is a classic movie. I think Alien and Jaws have those. Cool. You know.
1: I yeah. mean, they both are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why they were both. Fe- Alien wasn't featured in our movies that changed the genre, huh? Nope. Jaws a lot of people was. gave us grief for that. We'll, we'll have to do a, a follow up. To I that think one, that would including be including other stuff that we missed like I think that, that'd be a good and idea. probably The Ring.
0: Yeah. As well. Yeah yeah. 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 Ready? Yes. This movie is an ingenious little horror film, so well made it's truly scary. That arrives claiming it's the real thing. It goes to great lengths to seem like a film found after the event. It works. It illustrates one of my favorite points, that silence and waiting can be more entertaining than frantic fast-cutting and berserk effects. For extended periods here, nothing at all is happening, and believe me, you won't be bored. Three and a half stars.
1: I got two answers, and one of them has to be right. My first guess paranormal yeah yeah Three and a half stars
0: for paranormal activity i love
1: paranormal activity yeah. dude. yeah
0: that one of my hints is you're a big defender of this film <laughs> i
1: am a defender yeah of one and three <laughs> yeah.
0: i don't know if he liked three so much I oh think, really i think the first one is the one that he really liked and,
1: sure that's yeah. fine he,
0: I, I don't even know if he reviewed all the sequels it's weird because sometimes you'll look at a series and he's reviewed a couple out of because you can't, review, every you can't movie. review everything dude yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure he would have if he could have.
1: Oh, man. Yep.
0: Cool. All right. Ready? Yeah. I saw the movie. I laughed. I took notes. And now I am at a loss to write the review. All of the usual critical categories and strategies collapse in the face of a film like this. Faced with a dilemma like this, the experienced critic falls back on a reliable ploy. He gives away some of the best jokes and punchlines. He's like a buddy who has just walked out of a movie and tells you the funny stuff before you walk in. Oh fuck! that Three stars.
1: Guy. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. No. Evil Dead Two. Nope. I, I, he probably doesn't like Evil Dead Two.
0: I think he. I think that oh, he really? did. Yeah. Oh cool. That was one I think I almost put on here, but there were so many.
1: See, you know what? We're all learning something here. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's funny. Scream. No. Scream Two. Okay. You Hit me up with a hand.
0: This came out in the year 2000.
1: In the year 2000. A funny, scary movie?
0: Scary movie. <laughs> he loved scary Three movie. Three out of four stars, baby. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I bet. I feel like he would have been fun to hang out with and just like watch stupid shit with and yeah. Roger Ebert. He thought scary movie was hilarious. And honestly, we rewatched scary movie not too long ago. And a lot of it still holds up. A lot of it's a pretty lot funny. of it made us laugh. Out, like genuinely laugh. Out
1: yeah. Loud. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's no
1: Billy Madison, but
0: right. <laughs> All right. At a time when digital techniques can show us almost anything. This movie is a reminder that what really scares us is the stuff we can't see. The noise in the dark is almost always scarier than what makes the noise in the dark. Any kid can tell you that. Not that he believes it at the time. Four stars. Sinister? No. That was when he gave a good review, too.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I meant insidious. Okay, he did like Sinister. Yeah. Cool.
0: I think he did. Yeah. If I, because I, I looked at a lot of reviews <laughs> on his website. They're all just kind of jumbled together. The
1: lawnmower scene, really. Oh
0: God.
1: <laughs> hmm. Uh, hit me up with the the year if that's the first clue. Nineteen
0: ninety nine.
1: Ninety nine. Darkness. Blair Witch? Blair Witch, four stars. That was my other guess for the other one. Yeah, I figured. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah, four stars for the Blair Witch Project.
1: Oh, wow. You know, yeah, especially with that image of him as like a stodgy older man, you wouldn't expect him to like a a movie that's like this newfangled, found footage, shaky cam. I mean, I
0: think he likes it because, and he likes it for the same reasons I like it, which is it's so much with nothing. Mm -hmm. It's so scary without, yeah, like he says, showing you anything. I think it's so good. Yeah, I love it.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, here we go. Uh-oh, no, what? these aren't bad. This is still a good one. Okay. I think we're almost we're almost out of the good ones. And then Uh-oh. we're in the bad ones.
1: Oh, no, All I'm right. so scared of the bad ones.
0: <laughs> I suspect I'll be in the minority for praising this film. It will be described as empty, uneventful, meandering. But for some, it will weave a spell. It is a parable, yes, but it is also simply the story of these people and how their lives and existence has how their lives and existence have suddenly become problematic. We depend on such a superstructure to maintain us that one or two alterations could leave us stranded and wandering through a field if we are that lucky. Three stars.
1: Don't tell me it's children of the corn. No, okay. Through the field. Am I reading too much into through the field? Okay, it's kind of more of a metaphor. Yeah, I
0: think that might take you sure in the wrong direction. Take me
1: through the field away from it. Hmm.
0: Do you want a hint? Sure. Two thousand eight.
1: Two thousand eight. Talking about like a group of people. Uh, two thousand eight. What's going on with two thousand eight? That's before Paranormal, so it's like late torture porn era. It's probably not torture porn.
0: It's not torture porn.
1: Yeah, two thousand eight. Do We're, you want another hint? That might be. Is help it a you? remake? Okay, sure, go ahead.
0: Roger Ebert was indeed in the minority in praising this film. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Huh. And there's a group of people that is the the subject?
0: Yeah, I I think don't don't, don't do think that. about that so much because okay. that's going to Yeah.
1: Do I own it? No. Oh. Have I seen it?
0: I don't think I don't think so. Really? You know what this is, but I don't think you've seen it.
1: Sure. 2008. Uh, do you got another hint?
0: Starring Marky Mark Wahlberg.
1: <laughs> oh the oh Wahlberg. I thought the other Marky Mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> Marky Mark Jones. Uh Marky Mark in a 2008 I I don't know was f- dis- I don't know his filmography. Do
0: you don't know to Marky Mark's filmography? No, I don't bro? know Marky
1: Mark. I know uh no.
0: <laughs> you know what, do you want to know what the movie is? Hit me up. The happening, bro.
1: Oh,
0: Three stars out of four from Roger Ebert.
1: And people don't like that? No. <laughs> it's, it's requested a lot.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: I think my fans like it.
0: Interesting. Is I that would... the
1: trees? Yes. Okay. Is that a big twist ending?
0: I don't know if that's... I have no idea what the twist is in that movie.
1: Sorry if I spoiled it. I feel like it's like a, you know, everyone knows it. It's like Six Sense. Can you really spoil Six Sense?
0: Maybe you could. <laughs> if you're well, young and I haven't won't. seen it. Yeah. All right. One of the most boring experiences on earth is a trash <laughs> movie without the courage of its lack of convictions. If it only wants to be cynical, it becomes lifeless in every moment. A bad dream on the screen. One of the pleasures of the movies, however, is to find a movie that chooses a disreputable genre and then tries with all its might to transcend the genre, to go over the top into some kind of artistic vision, however weird. By the end of the film, we are keenly aware that nothing of consequences happened, but so what? We've been assaulted by a lurid imagination, amazed by unspeakable sights, blindsided by the movie's curiously dry sense of humor. I guess that's our money's worth. Three stars.
1: Is it Toxic Avenger?
0: (laughs) No, that would be so (laughs) crazy, though.
1: Uh,
0: You're in in the right time period, I'll give you that. Okay. 85.
1: 85? 85. 85. It sounds kind of trashy. Kind of trashy?
0: Sure, yeah, okay. not not Toxic Avenger <laughs> levels of trash. Well,
1: what's Toxic Avenger's levels of trash? <laughs> uh, hit me up with another hint.
0: Based on a story by a famous horror author.
1: Is it Stephen King? Nope. Ooh. <laughs> what other famous horror? Is it Jack <laughs> Ketchum? No. Well, then I don't know. Hit me up with another hand.
0: Um, the main character has got a good head on his shoulders.
1: <laughs> yeah, what, uh...
0: And one on the table.
1: Was oh, it Reanimator?
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Three out of four stars. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this beautiful review of Reanimator.
1: <laughs> just appreciating how much it dived into the into trash yeah exactly
0: he li- i think he likes when you know someone makes trash but they're thinking about it yeah yeah that's what
1: reanimator is mm-hmm. fuck yeah dude
0: <laughs> all right one last good one and then okay. we're diving into the poop we're getting into the bad reviews nice nice all right this movie will no doubt be a hit and inspire the obligatory sequels like the original scream this movie is too good to be the end of the road I have visions of my own. Three stars.
1: You mean you have visions of your own, of writing your own sequels, dude? So it's obviously post-Scream, and it's he said it's good, so it's not, I know, what you did last summer. Uh, also, it kind of sounds like he's speaking a little bit distanced from Scream, so I'm going to guess, like, at least five years after. So my guess is that the year is post-2000? 2000, yep. Oh, it is 2000. Yep. Huh. And he said that there should be sequels. Were there sequels? Yes. Okay. Final Destination. Yep. Yeah. That's why I said I have
0: visions of my own. Oh. That was my last hint. Okay. Like he's referencing the movie.
1: Cool. Yeah. You like that one?
0: He did. Yeah. <laughs> Three out of four stars. He's a
1: big Devin Safeway fan.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah, he is. All right. You ready for the bad reviews? Let's
1: get into the bad ones. Okay. Bad so reviews. So I, I feel like some of these are going to break my heart.
0: Oh, Absolutely. There's a few that my hints are this is gonna ruin you or people will there will be outrage in the comments.
1: But just remember all the movies he just said he liked.
0: Exactly. I see. I see your plan, Chelsea. (laughs) Quote: This sucks on so many levels. Unquote. Oh, Jason X. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I want to hear the rest because that's
0: he said dialogue from the movie. Hyphen. Like that's a quote from it. So he says. He began the review with that quote. Rare for a movie to so frankly describe itself. This movie sucks on the levels of storytelling, character development, suspense, special effects, originality, punctuation, neatness, and the aptness of thought. Only its title works. Half a star.
1: No, dude. <laughs> Jason X is cool, man. It's
0: cool, man.
1: It's, it's real cool. You got a fucking Robot Jason. Uh-huh. It's funny. It's in space. It's in space. Uh... You got the virtual girls. That's a great scene.
0: The frozen kill, the like frozen. The
1: liquid nitrogen kill, the best of the series. Yep. And Brodsky's badass.
0: Yep. Half a star. Half a star. Jason X.
1: (laughs) It's okay, Jason X. I'll give you the other three and a half.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The best shot in this film is the first one. Not a good sign. After the screening was over and the lights went up, I observed a couple of my colleagues in deep and earnest conversation trying to resolve twists in the plot. They were applying more thought to the movie than the makers did. A critic's mind is a terrible thing to waste. One star.
1: Is this Saw? No. Oh. Not Saw. Okay.
0: I think he gave, I didn't, uh, I'll just say up front, Saw's not on here. I think he gave it two, two and a half stars. Okay. Yeah.
1: Hmm. People overthought it. His review
0: of Saw is basically, I didn't like it, but you know what? They made this movie, and good for them. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kinda. what
1: you know what? You should never get worse than that when reviewing Saw, because that movie was made for fucking nothing. That's, yeah,
0: I think that's why he kind of yeah. gives it a little bit of...
1: And they made that fucking movie. Yeah. Props Saw. Yeah. You want him? Yes. 1997. 97. I know what you did last summer. Yes. Wow, that was actually my first guess until I, like overthought a little bit and said saw, so... Yep. Uh, He gave that one star. One star. Good. That's kind of trashy. I haven't seen it in so long, so I feel bad shit-talking it, but I feel like it's safe to shit-talk.
0: I think so. Which is so
1: weird, because it's written by the same guy who wrote Scream. Yeah. But still... I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think the author cuz it's based on a book and I I can't remember is it Lois Lowry who wrote the book but I think even she hates the movie cuz her books are good. I liked her books a lot in like junior high and high school.
1: Well, for me, I mean, back when I was like into horror movies as a kid, I always thought of it as just like the less cool scream. Like it wasn't as violent. Like it wasn't it didn't have as many cool kills. Yeah. It wasn't as funny obviously. It just seems like a lesser scream. Yeah. I don't know. I will have to rewatch it. We just watched the third one recently.
0: Guys, don't.
1: That's that's the one of the worst movies I've it's, ever seen. It is. It Has truly this come is. up in the podcast before?
0: I don't think so.
1: Well, just in case it hasn't, I I'll <sighs> always know what you did last summer is one of the worst fucking movies i have ever yeah
0: seen. i don't think it's ever gonna be an episode because that episode will just be us angry
1: oh no it'll be a kill count because i want to cover <laughs> oh, the first no. two and i can't do the first two without covering oh, the last one that fuck. no one even knows exists that sucks no one or er, people know the first two the third one doesn't have any of the cast yeah from the first two it's just garbage yeah continue okay I, what what do you say about I uh, will always know what you did last summer? That Roger Ebert didn't I know what don't, that movie was. Yeah. That directed DVD trash. No idea. I would have I don't killed to read it. a review of his.
0: Maybe we'll have to look. There's so many, so many reviews on that side. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. This is one of those movies you sit through with a mounting dread as the fear grows inside of you that it will indeed turn out to be feature length. Who goes to see movies like this? What do they get out of them? I like good horror movies because I enjoy being surprised and sometimes even moved, but there are no surprises in this movie, only a dreary series of scenes that repeat each other. What fun is it watching the movie mark time until the characters discover the obvious? This is a movie without wit, style, or reason, and the true horror is that actors were made to portray, and technicians to realize, it's bankruptcy of imagination. Half a star.
1: Damn. Yeah. That is scathing. Cold.
0: Um... Ice cold. That's not a hint.
1: I just know. I just fucking know that one of these negative reviews is going to be the thing.
0: Oh, yeah. You're waiting for.
1: And I'm just waiting for it. I don't think it's this one.
0: It's not. That's a hint. This is not the thing. Do we got a year? 1987.
1: 87. Hmm. Hmm. I might have my year wrong, but is this? No, Child's Play was 88.
0: He gave a good review to Child's Play. He liked it. That makes sense. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a good movie. I
0: think he gave it three three stars. Yeah, that and one I couldn't. I I wanted to put that in here, but there were no excerpts that may, I could use because they're all about the <laughs> doll, looks doll looks so yeah. real. I'm <laughs> like I can't I can't do this. <laughs> do you want another hint? Yeah, cult movie. Cult big, movie. big
1: cult movie. Eighty seven. I feel like I haven't been keeping up with my cult movies. So I feel like I haven't watched this recently, probably.
0: You have. You know this movie. Oh. My last hint, I'm shocked this got half a start. And this might hurt you a little bit.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. eighty. Oh, no. Is this Killer Clowns from Outer it's Space? It's not Killer Clowns. OK. I,
0: as far as I know, he didn't review Killer Clowns.
1: Well, you're missing out, Raj. <laughs> what is it?
0: Hellraiser.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah,
0: half a star. You
1: know what? Now that you say that, I do remember reading that excerpt when I was researching Hellraiser to do a Patreon review for it. hmm Yeah. Yeah, he didn't like it.
0: Mm-mm. And again, I love Hellraiser. We love Hellraiser. I love Hellraiser. But I think... This review is so funny. He's so mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's but a funny. But he he's
0: so angry, and, and he writes so well that it's fine.
1: Yeah, it's like when I go off on a movie and a kill count, even if you really like it, hopefully I'm being funny about yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: my indignation. <laughs> yeah. All right, this one's kind of a long excerpt, but I put it all in here. Got it. A vile bag of garbage <laughs> named this movie is playing in Chicago theaters this week. It is a movie so sick, reprehensible, and contemptible that I can hardly believe it's playing in respectable theaters such as Plitz United Artists. But it is. Attending it was one of the most depressing experiences of my life. This is a film without a shred of artistic distinction. It lacks even simple craftsmanship. There is no possible motive for exhibiting it other than the totally cynical hope that it might make money. Perhaps it will make money. When I saw it at 11.20 a.m. on Monday, the theater contained a larger crowd than usual. It was not just a large crowd, it was a profoundly disturbing one. I do not often attribute motives to audience members, nor do I try to read their minds, but the people who were sitting around me on Monday morning made it easy for me to know what they were thinking. They talked out loud. And if they seriously believed the things they were saying, they were vicarious sex criminals. No stars.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a hint? Sure. 1978.
1: Damn. I was going to guess Hostile. Way off year wise. 78, and it's not Halloween because he liked Halloween. What else was 78,
0: dude? Do you want another hint? This might be a harder one to guess. Okay. This is featured in the Women in Danger special. This is one he plays numerous clips of. I think.
1: Is this uh, uh, I spit on your grave? Yes. Okay. No stars. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen this. I have
0: never seen it. I have no interest in seeing it. I'll
1: probably see it. Carol Clover talks about it a lot. Yeah. In her essays. I I
0: think it's one that I I should watch, and I'll hate all of it mm-hmm. because that's like not my bag, not my genre.
1: Is that the one with the boat?
0: It's yes. Yeah. He shows that clip of of the guys. Um, it's it's a woman sunbathing on a boat, and then he it's guys kind of going in circles around this boat, and then they tie up the boat and like and drag her away. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's a that's a rape revenge movie. Yeah, that subgenre into the horror. Uh, Last House on the Left.
0: Yeah. Again, those are movies those. I can like. Last House is a, is a very good movie. Again. Did you
1: say he liked Last House, yes, right? Yes, he so, did. Yeah, it's not yes. necessarily like a matter of writing off that whole right. subgenre. Exactly.
0: I, I believe um, when Irreversible came out, that's another really famous rape revenge movie. Um, also a really disturbing movie. But he gave that a good review too. So he doesn't wholeheartedly hate that subgenre. But this one, he hated. Yeah. Hated, hated, hated. <laughs> I
1: have, ne- have never seen this. But yeah, it's infamous in how uh, yep. graphic it is. Yeah. But so I that's th- the But I think I, that... Clover somewhat defends it.
0: I think she, she has a whole section in her book about rape revenge movies. Yeah. And,
1: and this one plays a large part in it. I yeah. think it's like the most uh, featured movie of it. Yeah. I feel like she's, yeah, she's, she's not as, uh, doesn't have as negative words to say yeah. about it as Roger. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. This movie is basically just a geek show, a gross out <laughs> movie in which teenagers can dare one another to watch the screen there's nothing wrong with that. I like being scared, and I was scared by many scenes in this movie. But it seems clear that the director made his choice early on to concentrate on the special effects and the technology and to allow the story and people to become secondary. Two and a half stars.
1: Hostile? The thing?
0: Yes, the thing. No! Two and a half, though. We didn't give it half a star like Hellraiser. Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: Fuck you, dude. The characters are great. Look,
0: when we're in the shitty half of this episode, two and a half stars is the best you can ask for, and you were waiting for it this whole time.
1: Doesn't make it better. I know.
0: I know. I, I my, <laughs> my second hint was he's not wrong calling it a gross-out movie. It is. It's gross, but <laughs> yeah, that's it's a good fucking thing. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great.
1: All right. At least that's out of the way. I knew one of them would be the thing. I just, I knew it. It's okay. It's gone. I just hate because like, I don't know. I, was I gonna... know.
0: Everyone, everyone's got those movies where if anyone talks shit, it hurts.
1: No, no. I was going to say I just hate because like maybe his review helped, uh, you know, impact the hugely negative financial take of that. Like that movie was a flop and like, really depressed carpenter at mm. how poorly it was received but i can't blame a roger ebert review for that he he's written plenty of shitty reviews about movies yeah. that like went on to make plenty of money
0: but that idea of of a critics review ruining a movie or are ruining a movie's release is why there's so many characters in movies that are like that isn't it in birdman there's the critic it's a, a play but it's it's the critic. Uh, who's like I can give your play a bad review and totally tank it? You know, yeah. there's always that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In don't movies. ruin, don't ruin
1: my release, and that's why some movies have. Uh, uh, they won't let critics. What is, what's it called when they won't let critics? Uh, release any reviews or thoughts about it until like it's out Oh,
0: like the embargo? Yeah, embargoes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have like review embargoes and it's like, "Oh, that speaks highly of your movie, dude. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're embargoing Shit, reviews." Shit, what are
0: ones recently that have? There been there have
1: been some embargoed. recently. Like big movies, too, I think. Maybe Fallen Kingdom?
0: Fallen Kingdom Did might they be have. They have an embargo?
1: I'm not sure. But yeah, sometimes movies like won't let and I don't know what that arrangement is, uh how that works, but They're they're afraid of reviews ruining movies sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Now here's a grisly little item. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is as violent and gruesome and blood-soaked as the title promises. It's also without any apparent purpose, unless the creation of disgust and fright is a purpose. And yet in its own way, the movie is some kind of weird off-the-wall achievement. I can't imagine why anyone would want to make a movie like this. And yet it's well made, well acted, and all too effective. Two stars.
1: Is this Texas Chainsaw Master? it's Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw, yeah. I mean the title being yeah, promising the, violence. Yeah, exactly. yeah for but sure.
0: It's it's one where it's similar to, I believe, his review of Saw where he's like I, <laughs> I don't get dang, it. I don't get it, <laughs> but you made this and you did a good job.
1: I like that he said the acting was good.
0: It is good. That's <laughs> what makes it so scary, I think. They sell it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You never like think you're watching actors when you're watching yeah. Texas Chainsaw. That's oh, okay, dude. <laughs> okay.
0: This movie is not simply a bad movie, but also a stupid and incompetent one. A ripoff. There's one other thing I can't believe about this movie, and that is that on March 30th, Michael Caine passed up his chance to accept his Academy Award in person because of his commitment to this movie, no stars.
1: Michael Caine? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I should have looked up which, what he uh, was accepting his award for, what movie. Oh, that would have be been good. I totally forgot to Michael
1: check. Caine in a movie? What's the year?
0: 87. Oof. The Academy Award was not for Gold Member.
1: Gold. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he was gold member.
0: Yeah, he's Austin Powers' dad. Oh my god.
1: Um, another hint.
0: This is the last installment in a franchise.
1: In '87, the last installment. The last
0: installment
1: of a. Is it like stepfather or some weird shit? No. Okay. I, I know it. Know it. If he
0: liked stepfather. You know this.
1: Huh, I've never seen stepfather, but it's Terry O'Quinn. Fucking John Locke from Lost.
0: I just remember the remake that came out. Oh,
1: that's not Terry O'Quinn.
0: Nope, because the tagline was "Daddy's Home," mm. and we always thought that was funny. <laughs> but, uh, do you want another hint? Yeah. This movie was sometimes promoted as the third movie in this franchise because it because it ignored the events of the actual third movie.
1: But it's not Halloween Four because that's not the last of the franchise. Ignore the events. I oh, can- is uh, it's not Army of Darkness. No.
0: Let me give you one last time. Okay. The third movie was in three D.
1: Oh, is this Jaws the Revenge? Jaws the Revenge, okay. no stars. Oh wow. Michael mm-
0: Caine skipping out on the Oscars to work on this. <laughs> He's got gotta get paid. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't remember the Jaws sequels. I know I must have I've watched them when I was a kid. The first one. The first sequel? No, the first. Oh, the first I've just movie. Seen Jaws. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember two, three D or Revenge. They've got to be awful, though, right? They've got to be.
0: Yeah, awful. I, I mean, they have. Yeah.
1: Uh, revenge, I think, is I think the premise is they go on a Caribbean vacation and the shark follows them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the that's why it's the revenge. It's the shark's revenge. Shit. Follows them down there sounds great actually <laughs> it kind of does
0: oh ma'am all right this is the last one okay which i'm bummed about i wish i had more yeah these are fun these are a lot of fun all right
1: i wonder i i hope that people playing along have been having fun because sometimes i like sam right away and i hope that i'm you know giving oh, it's, enough time whatever, it's
0: fine. <laughs> i mean i'm having fun and i know what all the answers are <laughs> <laughs> it's not death itself that's so bad It's what you might have to go through to get there. No horror film I've seen inflicts more terrible things on its victims than this movie. You would have to be very brave to choose this ordeal over simply being murdered. (laughs) Maybe you'd need to also be insane. I am required to award stars to movies I review. This time, I refuse to do it. The star rating system is unsuited to this film. Is the movie good? Is it bad? Doesn't matter. It is what it is and occupies a world where the stars don't shine. No stars.
1: I've heard that last part of this before. Yes, you've heard this. This is a
0: very famous Roger Ebert review.
1: Shit. Shit, shit. Yeah, I've definitely heard that. Hint?
0: Shit's a pretty good hint. Shit, shit,
1: shit. Shit, 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 shit's a pretty good hint.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: 2009? 2009? Mm Mm-hmm. 2009. Is it a Saw movie? No. Hmm. 2009. It's not the Evil Dead remake, is it? No. Shit. It sounds so familiar. Another hint?
0: The creator of this film left out specific details of the plot so they could get funding.
1: Oh. Yeah. Spicy. I love it. I don't know.
0: My third hint is I like this movie. (laughs)
1: 2009 do i know it Mm -hmm. have i watched it recently
0: i don't think recently but i'm pretty sure you've seen it do i own it no okay think about the hint of shit shit that you accidentally gave yourself shit i don't know you don't know do you want me to just tell you
1: Do you got any other hints that you can come up with on the Um, fly? There
0: are sequels to this. I mean, there's sequels to every horror. That's not a very good hint, is it? Let's see. Um, I would say kind of indie movie if I had to. The second one is in black and white, I think.
1: Oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. What is it? Shit, shit, shit! Yeah, baby. It's the human yeah, centipede. baby. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the human centipede. I like human centipede. I don't. I. I we don't should. Like
0: we should movie. do an episode about human centipede because I think it would be one of the only episodes we do where our opinions are so different.
1: Yeah. That'd be good. I think
0: that would be really fun.
1: I always love hearing that in podcasts. Yeah. Because most of the time, the hosts always agree. But I love it when there's a little bit of like, no, what? Oh, yeah. How can you possibly ha- think have We can have a
0: little healthy spar over human centipede. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Fuck that. I bet
0: be. I could convince you to like it.
1: I know I can't convince you not to. <laughs> so <laughs> if there's any movement, it's just in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was fun. Uh,
0: yeah. I I like doing the the research for this. And thank you, Christian Glossner, for coming up with that idea, especially because we're going to Comic-Con. This will be released after we're back, but we're going to Comic-Con in a day. Yeah. And I had to do one more podcast than I normally would in the span of a week. And I needed an idea that wasn't a review. This was perfect.
1: It was nice that this was kind of like half uh, half research, half game. Yeah. Because, like, we just did the game with the Mad Libs, but it wasn't, like, a pure uh game one like that yeah i guess at this point we've kind of shaken out to like we have our reviews our games and our research yeah and uh i mean we'll we'll hopefully continue to expand with like interviews and stuff but i always like to switch shit up Mm -hmm. i don't like to do two reviews in a row so since we just did the ring i'm glad we didn't uh have to do another one because those are the easiest yeah i was worried we
0: would have to do two reviews in a row yeah just because of time
1: yeah research takes time but it looks like you uh I, i think it helps that you are such an Ebert fan? Yeah, and uh, I knew
0: which of his. Also, God, his website's so great. If you want to just sit and read his reviews, or you know, he has. Uh, they have a lot of contributors on that site too. But yeah. the the way they have their site set up is you can search by stars and by genre. So what I would do is I would just search horror zero to two stars, and it gives you the list of, and you could search for ones that were written by just him. Oh, cool. So it's really cool if you want to just go through and. I read. think I've
1: been on that site before and like hung out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, a good one. Yeah. cool cool.
0: yeah so i hope you had fun i hope you had fun playing along yeah yeah i hope uh i don't know you uh, i hope that this episode about just you know having a healthy relationship with you know different opinions is good (laughs) we all like movies let's be cool about it
1: sure and if you have any ideas for podcast episodes like christian did feel free to email us at deadmeatpod at gmail.com
0: yeah i always like getting game ideas because those are hard to come up with sometimes you know ones that other people would think are fun besides me (laughs) (laughs) so yeah
1: good work uh we don't know what we're doing next week it'll probably be a review a review but yeah this was this was a lot of fun.
0: I have one in mind, but we'll see. What we'll, we'll see.
1: Okay. Cool. Oh, is it what I just got? Yep. Oh, okay. We'll see. Okay.
0: <laughs> we just got some in the mail, so
1: Sure, yeah. Uh, make sure you follow Deadmeat on social media. That's at Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram.
0: I'm at Carebeck, that's C-A-R-E-B-E-C-C, on Twitter and Instagram, and DeadMeatStore.com if you want merch. Got yeah, merch. we
1: got lots of per, uh, pins. Pins. You're, you're thinking about a new one, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Thinking of some new pins. Got some
1: shirts. And you know, we should really try to get the hoodies when the summer ends.
0: Yes. The thing yeah. with hoodies is hoodies are very large. They're very heavy. The way that we're doing shirts right now, we buy all of our stock up front. So we, you know, we might have to switch to a different system for at least the clothing section of merchandise. So give us a little bit of time to figure out how that, you know, how we could make that work out. Because we don't have room to put all, we barely have room for the t-shirts. Yeah, Hoodies might be uh, another issue altogether. So we're figuring it out. We're figuring Hats it too. out. too. Because Shopify shows me when people are searching for things and they don't find it. Oh. So people search for hoodies constantly. So
1: yeah for sure we hear you we'll we'll figure it out in time for the colder weather you don't need a hoodie right now No, you don't you're good
0: (laughs) yeah
1: but yeah so tune in next week for the next podcast tune in uh you know for kill counts you can get them you'll get them yeah (laughs) (laughs) and rate and review this podcast on whatever app you're listening to especially itunes that's a good one yeah but until all that stuff i'm james
0: i'm chelsea this has been the
1: dead meat podcast